Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. All right, welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs postgame show. For the second week in a row, it is not a victory party as the Kansas City Chiefs fall to the Buffalo Bills 20 to 17 in what was sure to be a frustrating second half for Chiefs fans all over the kingdom. Patrick Mahomes furious at the end of the game, and it's hard to blame him, um, but really the person to blame is Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. You all saw the Chiefs execute an absolutely incredible play, touchdown play, that got called back because Kadarius Toney doesn't know where he's supposed to stand before a play. So let's let's tally it up now. Kadarius Toney has now lost the Chiefs two football games this season. He can't catch. He can't run deep routes. And he doesn't know how to line up. And that's pretty much where we're at with this receiving core. Patrick Mahomes is Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated joins me to break this one down. Furious at the officiating, but at the end of the day, they were offsides. And I know he's mad that they called it, but those are the rules. If you don't know where to stand before play to not get penalized and hurt your team, you don't deserve to win the football game. Matt Verderam, what's your take? I'm not mad at the officials. The officials did their job. The Chiefs don't know how to line up. It's week 14. Excuse me. It's week 14. And the Chiefs have no idea what they're doing. And on fourth down, they didn't even have Rasheed Rice in the game. They apparently don't need Rasheed Rice because they have so many other receivers who have done stuff this year. Um, the, the excuses are absolutely going to start coming from the fan base now. about Oh, well, you know, it shouldn't have been a penalty. And Vaughn jumped. And, uh, it, it's a loser's ballad. It's a loser's mentality. They can't line up like a football team. And... The reality is, if they were any good, they wouldn't have these problems every single week. The first And look, it gets boiled down to that play. The first drive of the game, they're moving the ball. No problem. Interception. They have the ball in the second half, and the game was tied, I think, at the time. It might have been that they were tied. Rice fumbles the ball at midfield. They get a drive in the red zone late. They... Can't finish. Can't do it. Like, end up kicking a 29-yard field goal. At some point, you are who you are. This team is who it, what it is. Like, I, it is a flawed, undisciplined team that cannot play offense. It cannot. Rice is a good player. Pacheco's a good player. Kelsey's obviously a great player. They are utterly useless in every other sense of the word offensively. And it, it is, and look, Mahomes, like I thought for the most part, played well. He threw an inexcusable interception to start the game. You can't throw the ball. And I know some people say, well, Moore should have cut him. Fine. Agreed. Even if that ball gets through that maze of guys, I think it was Edwards Alaire. Edwards Alaire was going to get crushed. Like, dirt the ball, man. Throw it in the ground. They don't. I mean, at some point, all the little stuff, it all adds up. 
And I think that's why Mahomes, like, yeah, Mahomes was pissed at the official. I think Mahomes is just pissed, and they just lost his mind. I just think Mahomes knows deep down they're this team's screwed. They just can't score. They can't score. They can't move the ball. They can't do anything. I mean, at some point, I think Mahomes has just reached a, a, a just a, a, a inflection here where he's like, look, what are you, you going to do with this team? And by the way, I see Jeff Gibbs, Kelsey's done bro at 83 yards today. Um, and, and, if the, and if Tony knows how to line up, he has like 130. It's and just a, what yeah. it is. And a touchdown lateral pass. It was beautiful, yeah. by the way. At some point, you're just what you are. Yeah. And these teams are really mediocre football teams, as far as playoff teams go. Like as far, I mean, they're a good team, but as far as playoff teams go, to, you know, to use what I would say about play, he, they're just a guy. They're just a guy. And they're going to need a miracle to be good teams in the playoffs. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's – it's so frustrating, and you understand why Mahomes is so mad. And he's and, and to see him taking it out on the refs, which, let's be honest, even that is is not something we see Patrick Mahomes do very often. Patrick Mahomes is a great leader. He always says the right things. He could have been over on that sideline just berating Kadarius Tony, who by the end of the game had thrown a hood over his, uh, his body and, and retreated to the bench to hide, which I don't blame him. You know – you you execute that play. That's a play you pull out, and now it's exposed, and you lose on from Mahomes' point of view, right? Like a technicality, three inches. And again, I'm not. That's saying, their problem. They can't stop uh, losing on technicalities. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they but, stink offense. That, that's that's something that adds to his fury and his frustration with how his team is playing, with how his receivers are playing, and. It's um, it's not going away, and it's the receivers, the constant drops, not being where they're supposed to be, and 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 Jawan Taylor, who just can. I, I tweeted. Man can't the stop. They should just dress him in yellow for Halloween. Um, look, there's a lot to break down here, and we're going to get into it all. But I do want to say, and I'm I'm dead serious about this, and I know you're probably not going to agree with me. One person's name we did not hear today get called, and anything very negative was Wanya Morris. If they need to bench Jawan Taylor and put Morris at right tackle or put Smith at right tackle, if they can do it, I don't know if they can, they need to do it because they got enough problems. And I know Taylor plays well when he when he's actually blocking, if he can get to that point without getting a flag. But he is killing them, and they, they're they not good enough to overcome anything they can do to mitigate these mistakes. I think they need to do at this point. And, th- and that includes benching Juwan Taylor until he can learn how to you know I, stand there until the ball gets snapped. I would, honest to God, be surprised if they even keep him in there when Donovan Smith comes back because that's who they are. They won't do it. They will sit there, and Andy will put Donovan Smith back in because that's what Andy does. And it'll be two guys who are just holding – machines on the outside. I mean, it's, I agree with you. Like I, I wouldn't, I would keep on you more where he is. Like I just wouldn't make it that much harder on him. But Juwan, Juwan Taylor's a disaster. Like I, I mean, genuinely to the point, like it's almost a joke. The guy gets called as for as many penalties as he does. And I remember early in the year, I wrote a piece about all this stuff with Dean Blandino and I talked to him for SI. A lot of Chiefs fans got really pissed because I was like, look, they're not targeting him. He takes a lot of penalties. I got to tell you, like, he takes a lot of penalties. And not a whole lot of bad calls going against Juwan Taylor. Yeah. It's a whole lot of like, yeah, man, got to call that. Yeah, pre-snap penalty. Like, it is what it is. And I do think that this offseason, as much of I, I, as great of a job as he's done, this is a disaster for an offseason for Brett Feige. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Like, the draft, I think, is okay. Like, the draft, I think, is going to be in all right. Now, we, we don't know about FAU. That's fine. But, like, Rasheed Rice looks like he's really good. I think Connor's going to be a pretty good player for him. Morris looks like I, he might be a good player. The draft is a side. I'm not including the draft. You spent $80 million on a right tackle who can't just can't do it. I mean, just the guy, like, when he doesn't take a penalty, he's fine, but he's a, he's a penalty machine. You sat there and said, hey, look, Tony's great and Moore's great and we're good. No, you're not. They're not good. They're actually net negatives. They're terrible. Um, you know, now, look, you want to give credit. He did a nice job with, you know, bringing in some guys like Tranquil and Edwards and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying they didn't do anything good, but like this is, you know, look, 
this off season's not been not been great. I mean, I've seen teams have worse off seasons, but this certainly was one where they underappreciated the issues they were going to have for receiver, obviously. And now you're just sitting here with this team. I don't know what you do with them. I mean, defensively, I thought today, I thought, look, early in the game, obviously, they weren't great. They played their they played their ass off for the last three quarters of the game. I mean, Buffalo can score as much as anybody. You held them to 20 points. You held them to 20 points. Like, you got to score. You got to be able to score a point. Right. And it's some like they just can't do it. And I don't, I don't even want to get into the reasons why to me is so beyond the pale. Like, here are their drive charts after they made it 17-14. Fumble, field goal, punt, downs. Every single one of those drives, if you score a touchdown, you take the lead or you win. <laughs> I mean, they're atrocious. Like, they're just an atrocious offensive team. And I, I don't know where you go. I don't know what you do. Because there's there's no cavalry coming to save that group. And, and the defense has to be just absolutely out of their minds angry. because. You know, Buffalo came out with a great game plan, hit them in the mouth. They were coming off a bye week. They had plenty to prepare. It was a playoff game for them. They threw everything at this defense. They buckled down in that second half and did a tremendous job, and they they gave everything. The, the, the two drives, the, the drive before Buffalo's last drive, where Allen made that ridiculous throw that that I thought Gabe Davis dropped, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, they gave they, – they, they worked their ass off getting pressure to get them to that point. And then they had, they had that go against them, and then they still got off the field. And the offense comes out, and it, like a wet fart goes three and out and sends them right back out there. It, it, and this is the second week in a row. where How many times, at least twice against the Packers, did they give the offense the ball back with the chance to take the lead? And, and they couldn't do it. it it's just, what are, they, what are these guys supposed to do? They would, you know, it's insane. Like, we're sitting here. They're eight and five. They have the same record as the Cleveland Browns who have started P.J. Walker, uh, DTR, and Joe Flacco in a, in a division with, with the Ravens in, in half a season of Joe Burrow. <laughs> and the Broncos are 7-6. and six. They're game back. Yes. Um, the Chiefs in that game today, they outgained the Bills. Their yards per play were 5.6, which is excellent. Buffalo's is 4.5, which is hideous. Doesn't sound like a big gap. It's a huge gap. The Chiefs went 6 of 12 on third down, which is fantastic. The Bills were 6 of 15. The Chiefs had six yards per pass attempt. The Bills had 4.6. The Chiefs sacked the Bills three times. The Bills sacked the Chiefs once. The Chiefs had 4.6 yards per carry. Bills had 4.2. The Chiefs went 2 for 3 in the red zone, 67%. The Bills went 1 for 2, 50%. The Chiefs did everything statistically to win that game, except for this. They had two turnovers. The Bills had one, and the Chiefs had seven penalties, and the Bills had four. And that's why they lost. And you could sit here and say that about every single game they've lost this year, save for the Packers game. It's been every game. It's been every game. that They've lost five games they've lost. They lost to the Lions because of drops and mistakes and turnovers. Lost the Eagles for the same reason. Two critical turnovers in the red zone, bunch of drops. Lost to the Broncos because of five turnovers, a bunch of drops. Lost to the Bills because of a bunch of drops, two turnovers, a hilarious penalty. You just, I mean, at some point, you are who you are. They are not a good football team as far as playoff teams go. They're good enough. To, like, look, I honestly got, I think they'll probably win out. Like, they're going to, they play the Patriots. They play the Raiders. Herbert broke his index finger. He might be out for the year. Like, they might get Easton stick in that game. Okay, like, they're probably – I mean, maybe the Bengals can beat them. Maybe. I mean, Browning's played really well. But, like, yeah. like I, I mean, they're going to win the division. I know people are going to freak out. Like, they're going to win this division. All right? They're going to – they got the breaker on Denver. And they're going to win this division. They're going to go 11-6 and to 12-5. and five. They're probably going to be a top three seed. Might even be in the top two. If they went out, they could even be the one seed. It's not crazy. But, like, at some point, you have to look at it for what it is. It's a football team that defensively is really good, that offensively can't get out of its own way. I mean, it's just a team that just fills its pants every single game, even when they win. I mean, the offense goes through these huge stretches. They can't do anything. Um, 
I think you're to a point where it's kind of like this is what they are, and I, you're just waiting for how they're going to lose in a playoff game because it's coming. I mean, it's there whether it's Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo, where, like it, it's coming. They're they're not going to beat these teams three weeks, four weeks in a row. I'd be I'd be floored. Appreciate everybody for the super chats. If you're watching us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that like button. We really appreciate your support. We know it's not easy to get on and, and talk and chat after your favorite team loses. Uh, but, hey, that's what that's what we're going to do here. Um, we're going to break it down. We're going to try to figure it out, talk through it. Uh, maybe we'll all feel a little bit better heading into another work week. Shout out to Daniel for the super chat. Not even sure what to think. I get taking Tony out after the penalty, but he was making some things happen. No rice on the last play. Not sure I get it. Yeah, look, I mean, Andy was probably so mad at Kadarius Tony. You might not ever see him again um after that play which means you're just gonna see more sky more yeah so yeah yeah i mean you know uh what happened to d ford after he cost chiefs a big game by not knowing how to line up you never saw him again um another super chat here from from aj appreciate you man uh he's gotten to the point where you can't make it up can't catch can't run routes and now can't line up property absolutely that's what i was trying to say at the top of the show you put it as succinctly as possible The, the the chiefs wide receivers not named Rasheed Rice, can't do anything that that they need to do to be NFL wide receivers. And again, AJ, screw the one seed. Denver one game behind, had the division locked up and one seed in complete control a month ago, threw it all down the toilet. And I think, Matt, that's probably the most frustrating thing for Chiefs fans along a long list of, of grievances is they're looking at the AFC and they're like, Jesus, man, everybody's hurt. The Ravens are the only team that looks like they know what they're doing. The Chiefs have the best defense that most of us have seen since the 90s. And you're and, and you're eight and five, and you're wasting potentially a year of Patrick Mahomes Prime, potentially one of the last good years of Travis Kelsey, another year of Andy Reid, when you have a chance to go back to back. Like you, you rewind back, and even though they they did pretty much, you know, won the Super Bowl with a very similar wide receiver core. It feels like a little bit of hubris crept in here, and it shouldn't have. And then it feels like it crept in again at the trade deadline when the the red flags were there, and and they were like, let's get McCole Hardman back. And it just wasn't good enough. What do you think? I don't think it was hubris. I just think they misevaluate these guys. Like I just think they felt like Tony and Moore were going to be better players than they are. And, you know, Tony did what Tony's done a lot in his career. He's gotten hurt. And he missed all training camp. And he comes back and he caught the ball like he didn't have hands in, the, in week one. And so they lose that game. And then, you know, he's all of a sudden, you know, basically MIA. And then today they decide to dust him off. And he just killed him again. Had a huge drop early in the game. Has a penalty that I don't want to hear one Chiefs fan complain about. It's a penalty. Like, if the Bills did that, you'd be screaming from the hilltops. It's a penalty. Yep. It's a penalty. He's in the neutral zone. He's lined up like a dope and gets called for a penalty that is a penalty. So it is what it is. And I look, now you're sitting here with this eight and five team that I don't know what you do. I don't know where you go. Because I think defensively, they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. Offensively, they're not, I don't know if they're good enough to win a playoff game. I really I genuinely don't know if the team's going to play off. Now, if they play like some some BS wild card team, okay, sure. But I'm talking like a like Baltimore, Miami, Buffalo. I, I don't know. Can, like, does anybody think they're winning? I mean, they, they look brutal. I, I don't know. They've lost four out of six. When is the last time this offense put together a 60-minute game? Were they like Chicago? I mean, obviously, they, oh, even okay. that, like they bench them all. But like they were great before you, you know, before they yanked everybody. That game's probably it. You could maybe argue the Chargers game, although I'd even argue that game. The second half of the game, they did nothing. It's what seven points. Yeah. It's just it, it's unending. And I, I think the most frustrating part for anybody who's a Chiefs fan, the most frustrating part is that it's so self-inflicted. Like, even with the issues at receiver, they all played the Bills in every conceivable way in that game. They outplayed them. I just ran down those numbers. They outplayed them. They dominated that. Especially, my God, after the first quarter of that game, they killed them. The Bills didn't score a touchdown after the, after the first, what, three drives of the game? Nothing. But it doesn't matter. 
because the Chiefs just stink to high heaven on offense. And I I know Mahomes was yelling at the official and he was mad about that play, but to me, that that wasn't about that official. That was about a season's worth of just, I've had enough of this crap. Nobody can do anything. Nobody can catch a pass. I'm out here playing my ass off, getting hit, all the rest of it, so I can watch these guys just do the most basic rudimentary crap and do it wrong. And I don't blame him. Like I think he's just I think he's basically just lost his mind. And that that's where we are now. I think it's a team that mentally is just without answers. And because they don't have answers, extremely frustrated. Yeah, they're certainly at rock bottom. And maybe, maybe that that does something for them. They hit rock bottom before and ended up in the AFC championship game. But yeah, this is this is about as low a point as they've had in the Mahomes era. And let's not forget in this game, because we're all going to be talking about that last drive of the Chiefs and the penalty and all that stuff. But let's not forget, the Bills had him. The game was over. And for whatever reason, Sean McDermott and the Bills coaching staff decided to do mushrooms with about two minutes and 20 seconds left in the game. And instead of running the football, just threw it over and over and over. I don't know what that was about. It got incompletions. The Chiefs should have gotten that ball back if they were lucky. Down three with, I don't know, 12 seconds left, 13 seconds maybe. Um, and instead, they had two minutes to execute that drive. It's absolutely well, – not, not to interrupt you. Yeah. Right now, like, and this is, this is the stuff this team just kills me. Andy Reid is just blasting the officials at his press conference. Andy, he's off sides. Like, instead of blaming everybody else – yeah. How about coming up to the podium and going, you know what, guys? My receiver doesn't know where the line of scrimmage is. And he shouldn't need to be told by the officials to back up when he's played in the league for I'm sorry, how many years and he doesn't know how to line. I mean, he's been lining up since he was in, in Pop Warner football. And so Andy Reid right now is on is doing his presser. And if I can pull up the exact quote, says, quote, according to Harold Koontz, Usually I get a warning before something like that happens. A bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. And clarified, I didn't have a protractor out there, but it's a bit embarrassing. This is why this is why they're a clown show on offense. This is why. Okay? The lack of accountability in the room is just so evident based on that comment, based on the fact that the snap counts never change, ever. Ever. They never change. MVS runs wind sprints out there, gets 10 million bucks, 12 million bucks to whatever, a year to do it. And yet we're sitting here talking about, by the way, thanks, Ty, shout out. Uh, it, we're sitting here talking about a guy who is up at a podium right now who's a first ballot Hall of Fame coach. Andy Reid is a great head coach. And he's up there like taking one for the team and he's going after these officials and like, look, man, I'm all for taking one for the team. I'm all for saying, Hey, look, I'm going to protect my guys. But at some point you do just have to go, Hey, look, man, we're lined up in the neutrals. Like our receiver is lined up even with the point of the football. It's a penalty. It's always a penalty. And you never see a call because how many times does a receiver line up that far in front of the ball? Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like that flag was thrown at the end of the play. That flag was thrown the second they snapped the ball. It's not like they knew it was going to be a touchdown. At some point, at some point, you need to do your jobs correctly. And there's been zero accountability in terms of snap count. Nothing's changed. Nobody ever gets called on the carpet. There's no fire on the sideline. Tonight was the first time I can remember seeing any. Honestly, this entire season. From both Chris Jones and Cullen and then from Mahomes. It, it's a loser's game. It's a whiner's game to sit here, to be in a chat, to sit on the podium and go, well, it's because of the officials. It's a, no, yeah. you lost the game because you're an undisciplined team and have been for 14 weeks. And you're eight and five based off the fact that the defense is excellent and you have a lot of talent despite all your, your nonsense on offense. But at some point, you're losing these games because you're beating yourself. 
Yeah. And it's happened time and time again this year. And I don't care about if some official missed some call on Buffalo. You know what? The Chiefs get away with stuff too. Spare me. Well, Von Miller was a fraction of a second into the news. You know what? I'm sorry. Fine. Maybe they missed the mandate. I have to go back and look. I really would. The Chiefs get away with stuff too. It's not like the Chiefs get called for every single thing. And you know what? They just can't get the job done. At some point, it's on you. And the Chiefs absolutely refuse to acknowledge them. Prime time, if they're offering, I'm here, man. I'll take a paycheck. Look, I, at some point, you need to account for your own errors. And they don't do it. And it's it's just become an epidemic with this team. The same guys make the same mistakes and nothing changes. Yeah, you had MVS two days ago getting asked a legitimate question in the locker room. Lashing out at a reporter, and comes, yeah, yeah, and and then and then coming back and doing it again on Twitter later, um, when when there's just no accountability and you're not playing well and trying to pretend like it's just a normal year when you're not producing and you get paid millions of dollars to produce and you write about the attention to detail. Our old pal Mitchell Schwartz tweeted this: attention to detail, knowing what to do, executing your assignments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's a wonder this team scores as many points as they do, given how many negative plays they create for themselves. And that's because they have a great play caller and a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame tight end. And they and they can barely get to, to they can't even get to 20 points with, oh. with the defense that they have. It's it's for Andy to say, I love Andy. And he always, always, always says the right thing. He never does this. And I know they're they're mad. And I and I hope that they'll reflect back on it because they're that's the emotion talking for all of them. He sees his quarterback fired up. He's frustrated, and and this is separate. But the officiating in the league has been bad this year. But worse than bad, it has been inconsistent, and it needs to be better. But the Chiefs need to put themselves in a position to have that not matter, to not have to overcome inconsistent penalty penalties being called because they shot themselves in the foot 15 times before they got to that point. Rice fumbling the ball. He's been great, but he coughed up the ball. He killed a drive. They had to start over. The Mahomes interception, that was a great play by the by the Bills defender. It was just a good play. Um, but it just happens time and time and time and time and time again. And here we are pretty much at the, at the, at the bottom of a bottle trying to figure out how to fix it. And your head coach is standing up there at the podium making excuses and blaming the refs. Kadarius Tony doesn't know how to line up. That's why you lost the game. It's 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 fear, it's, it's infuriating. Um we well, got a couple more yeah. super chats. Well, oh, the, the good thing is I you know and the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are apparently on the same page because he is just torching the officials as well. Um it's good. This is this is uh and by the way Go on Twitter for everybody who's whining like a clown about this. Go on Twitter and go look up ex-Chiefs players who every one of them are like, yeah, it's a penalty. Every, including, by the way, Mark Bowrichter, who's been on the pod before, I know, when I was here, and, and his quote tweet. So Sam McDowell tweeted out, of, of the star, of course, Patrick Mahomes, quote, I've played seven years in the National Football League and I've never seen offensive offsides called. You wait until a minute left to make a call like that. Mahomes said he asked three refs for an explanation, didn't get one. Quote, let us play the game. Mark Bowrecht, who played in the NFL as a receiver, unlike any of us in this room, quote tweeted it and said, you know why you haven't seen it? Because guys don't line up offsides because it's easy to line up as a receiver. It was obvious he was lined up offsides. That is just a stupid mistake by Tony. End of story. And he's right. He's right. I mean, it's at some point, it's a clown show. It happens every week. Here's a full quote from Patrick Mahomes via Jeff Darlington of NFL Network. Quote, or excuse me, VSPN. Quote, it's tough to swallow, not only for me and football in general, to take away greatness like that, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. You want to see the guys on the field decide the game. They're human. They make mistakes. But every week we're talking about something. It's the call. Just in that moment, not for myself. To have a flag change the outcome of the game. I've never had offensive side called. If it does, they warn you. There wasn't a warning the entire game. And then you make a call like that in the final minute. Another game, we're talking about the refs. It's not what we want for the NFL. It's not what we want about football. Patrick, he's in the neutral zone. You probably didn't get a warning all game because nobody else was inane enough to stand where Harry's Tony was standing. Like, 
They have to call that. That's it's not we're not debating a holding call where it's like, well, did he hold him or did he kind of arm bar him? What are we doing? I mean, he was offside. And by the way, for all the people who are like, well, the Chiefs never get the calls, go watch the Super Bowl again. The most 50-50 call in the world. And I was the first one to get on and say, hey, look, he got held. It's a penalty. You can't use that logic of, well, it's a penalty, so call it. And then sit there and go, well, it went against my team, so don't call it. That's that's insane. It's a penalty. He's in the neutral zone. And by the way, he's in the neutral zone by a mile, not a little bit, by a mile. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And uh, things are things are escalating. Mitchell Schwartz says, logging off, this fan base is officially toxic on here and it sucks to deal with. We have how, how many penalties, drops, turnovers, missed assignments. This is not a good offense right now, and we have no one to blame but ourselves for all the mistakes we make every single week. You know, two things can be true at the same time, right? All the things that the Chiefs are saying about how things typically go, inconsistent officiating, that's all true. But it doesn't change the fact that it's not the reason you lost the game. You lost the game because you didn't execute over and over and over and over and over again. And it and, and the worrisome part of, of hearing them talk like that is because it it, 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 it it sends the signal that it's not their fault that they lost. And you don't want them thinking that way. They should be mad at themselves. Kadarius Tony should be pissed. They should all be pissed at themselves for the way that they played and the way that they executed, which was not well, and not the refs. And if and if you if you spend a you know if you spend all your podium time talking about that and taking accountability, and then in the locker room you want to you want to be mad about the refs, fine. But it's the refs aren't going to save you, even if they get the calls right. They're not going to save you if you play like crap. And so if you don't stop playing like crap, none of this matters anyway. So go look at a playbook, get off Twitter, go work on the jugs machine, and stop crying about the refs calling a penalty that you committed. I think you're muted. I was. I was talking to Macy. It's not a good night. Um, I, I mean, I just think at some point, like, take take the rose-colored glasses off and just look at it for what it is. I mean, they beat themselves. This isn't like some grand conspiracy. You don't think the NFL wants the Chiefs to win football games? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I'm sure they'd really rather have Joe Flacco making a deep playoff run. This is the Chiefs. And I, I don't I don't care whether or not it like fits into everybody's tiny little box. Like the, the facts are the facts. He's lined up in the neutral zone. He deserved to get caught. And you could sit there. I could, I could pull out 10 plays where the Chiefs got away with that. There was, by the way, earlier on, I believe in the drive, there was a blatant false start on Juwan Taylor that wasn't called. Like blatant. Yep, yep. Okay? So the idea that it's like, all oh, oh, the Chiefs get all the calls against them. No, come on. It goes both ways. Guy, you know, officials miss calls for both teams. I'm not saying they don't miss calls against the Chiefs. Of course they do. But it goes both ways. So to sit there and just constantly whine about, well, the Chiefs are getting screwed. They're getting targeted. No, what are we going to do? Guys, wake up. The offense blows. They don't have receivers who can catch the ball. And they do catch the ball. They fumble the ball. Uh, they, they have an offensive line that half the time they block the penalty. Okay? They lead the league in penalties on the offensive line. They lead the league in drops. They're fifth in turnovers. Like, at some point, you are what you are. It's on them. It's on them. They had, I mean, if Tony lines up legally, they probably win that football game. But he doesn't because he's Kadarius Tony. And he has no idea what he's doing, and he's lined up incorrectly. It's it's a microcosm of their season. And my, my prediction going forward, they're going to win their last four games. Because this is who they are. They'll beat New England. They'll beat the Raiders. They'll probably find a way to beat the Bengals. And then if Easton sticks playing, they're going to kill the Chargers. Okay? And they're going to go 12-5. and five. They'll probably be a two-seed, maybe a three. And then they're going to face an actual football team, whether it be the wild card round, divisional round, whatever. And we're going to see this all happen again. They're going to drop five passes and take 12 penalties and turn the ball over three times. And, like, that's where you end up. And I'm with you, like, if your lesson from this game and from that play is that the officials are the problem, it's over. Because that is the biggest coward's way out, other than to just go up there and say, hey, look, it's on me. It's on me. I can tell you right now, I covered week one. I was at that game for SI. 
you couldn't find the receivers after that game. Nobody was in the locker room during availability. Nobody would talk. Last game I was at, was Chiefs-Eagles game. The only wide receiver who was available while we could go in there in the locker room and talk to him was Justin Watson. It. The only guy who stood at his locker. Travis Kelsey did as well. I'm just talking about receivers. Where where was everybody else? Where, you know, where I mean, where's Canary's time? I guarantee you I can see a quote out of him tonight. Now I can see a quote out of MVS. Where are all these guys? Like, at some point, it's on you. You are what you are. Own it. And they won't own it. They won't own it because they can't own it because they know the reality of the thing is that they're just not any damn good on offense and they can't deal with it. It's a sad thing to see. They have really, for a team that always was accountable, looked within, they won't do it this year. It's a failure. Aaron Ladd on Twitter talking to Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon, refs had it out for us tonight, huh? Good. Uh, That's good. That's huge. Yeah, it's all through the locker room. We got a bunch of super chats to get to. We got to do that. Raymond Chandler says, hard to believe there was upside with my heart ripped out, but our offense showed some life and and plays and players uh, used we haven't seen before. Yeah, but it was the same result. Richard, appreciate the super chat. They've beaten us in the regular season three straight years. But remember, they're only two against us when it matters. Yeah, I mean, I'm not hanging my hat on that. Like, I get what you're saying, Richard. Um, but who cares? That's that was that's before that's this year. If they play like the way they're playing now, they'll lose to the Jaguars. They'd lose to the Texans if they make it in. Hell, they might even lose to Cleveland with Joe Flacco because he get, at least gives them a pulse on offense, and they've got a great defense. Richard again. Um, or sorry, it's Justin Hayes. I was saying Richard. Um, that last one came from Dylan uh, WWE. Sorry about that. Um, Justin Hayes, we win, we win when we have a good offense that works. Yeah. Yeah. But they unfortunately don't have a good offense. Uh, no comment from jam. Appreciate the super chat. Raymond Chandler. Appreciate you. Best thing about this season is Veach will be motivated in the off season to build a new wide receiver room. That is one thing I do look forward to because that's just how Brett Veach operates. He's going to go scorched earth on finding new receivers, whatever he's got to do trades, you know, um, Letting Chris Jones walk, th- this will not happen again. I can tell you that much. Shout out to AJ for the super chat. Uh, do you have any info on what Mah- Mahomes was yelling at? Well, if you've been listening when you sent that super chat, you you know now. Tungsten, Verderam, uh, is this where EB would have ate the players? <laughs> is this where EB would have ate the players' ass, and they might have straightened themselves out? What do you think? Because you know, you and I have addressed the whole Matt Nagy thing on the show before. That like I, I he didn't just come in and tell the receivers to stop catching balls, but I've I've heard the accountability thing with with Eric Bieniemy thrown out a lot, and I do think that they think that's rich because he also used to get criticized from Chiefs fans for that. Do you think they're missing his demeanor on the sideline and in the meeting room? I mean, look, we've we've talked about this. I, I can't do this thing with Matt Nagy again. I just can't. If you think Matt Nagy is the problem, like you you just don't understand football and you don't understand the way this team works. And I I can't say it any more bluntly than that. Matt Nagy has nothing to do with this team losing these games. Like I he's not calling plays. Like the guy was there last year and they won the damn Super Bowl. I mean, it's like this idea that like Matt Nagy is the reason for this. I mean, why don't you just go blame like the towel boy on the sideline? Matt Nagy. Puts in the install. I, last time I checked, Patrick, does Matt Nagy, does he catch the ball? It sure doesn't. Does he turn the ball over? Nope. Does he take a bunch of penalties? Nope. Does he decide what personnel is on the field? Don't think so. That's Andy. Okay. Then then Matt Nagy doesn't have anything to do with them losing games. Nothing. He also doesn't have a damn thing to do with them winning games either. Let's be real. What are we talking about? And Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs fans, for years, wanted to run that guy out of town, and now everybody would bring him back in a, in a heartbeat. I do think they miss his fire. That I think they miss. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with whether they turn the ball over. I will say this. The accountability on that team is a, is a joke. McKinnon, Mahomes, Reed, all of them. It's a joke. Look inside Look, blame yourselves. You're the ones who turn the ball over twice. You're the ones who take seven penalties. You're the ones who have a league leading amount of penalties on the offensive line. You're the ones who lead the league in drops. You're the ones. It's on you. Like, And that penalty was not a bad call. That penalty was an obvious call. That is getting called 100 times out of 100. And for people 
who said, well, I've never seen, like Mahomes, quite frankly, I've never seen that called. Yes, because most receivers don't line up off sides because they can see the ball and where their feet are. Yeah. What, I mean, what are we doing? Like, the uh, honestly, the loss is one thing. I'm way more concerned, way more concerned about after this game. That's your takeaway? That's the takeaway. It's good. It's great. Yeah, more super chats. Uh, JM says, "How does the, the how does our wideout coach still have a job?" Look, man, again, this guy gave a bad, gave a nervous press conference, and you all think he's the reason that the receivers. What is he supposed to do with this team? Right. Like, what is he again? Again, does he catch the ball? Does he turn the ball over? Does he run the wrong? I mean, at some point, they're on the field. They're the players. I mean. The coaches aren't designing guys to get open and drop it. Right. They're, I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah. Andy is the guy who's deciding who's taking all the snaps. So if you want to blame Andy for some of this stuff, fine, I'll hear it. You think the wide receivers coach is the reason that MBS can't catch a pass? That Tony can't line? I mean, these guys have been playing receiver in some cases, literally for 25 years. Okay. You think that all of a sudden, because Embry's the wide receivers, because they forgot how to play football? I mean, what are we talking about? Yeah, This is nuts. Blame the guys on the field. They're the reason they're losing these games. Yeah. And Connor Embry, by the way, worked with the wide receivers last year. He wasn't the wide receiver coach, but he's been on the staff, and they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, it's 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 not like it's some great conspiracy here. Now, look, there's accountability for all the offensive coaches. I don't think – we're not saying that – they're not all to some degree accountable for the team's poor offensive performance. They all are. Andy is, all the coaches, and all the players. But the what is causing them to lose on offense, it's not – sometimes it is, but mostly it's not just like, oh, horrendous play calling. And like, no, they're just not executing. Let's go to um, uh, uh, Birek for the Super Chat. Undisciplined team is right. Miss EB, who was the disciplinarian and got attention and the attention to detail guy – um, yeah, except for when we were all saying people were all saying that Mahomes hated him and he was too hard of a screw and all of those things. Uh, ignore everything above this message, says Richard to me. <laughs> a few supers were skipped, so I'm updating the list. Richard, I'm sorry, man. Now I'm completely lost. I'm complete. We got to get with the new system. Um, Rhett, Rhett Frigo, uh, I've seen the D line line up in the neutral zone and not get called. I feel there is way too much money involved to call that penalty, especially on offense. Yeah, but, like, again, the, look, the refereeing has to be better. It has to be more consistent. But you can't commit penalties and expect them not to get called. All Chiefs fans, all offseason, all the Eagles did, and we made fun of them, was cry about that penalty, cry about the field, cry about the refs. And they lost that game because they got outplayed by the Kansas City Chiefs and they committed a penalty in a, in a crucial situation. And, the, and they threw the flag. And that's what happened to the Chiefs here. They got outplayed uh, in spots by the Bills and they didn't execute. Uh, Jess Ferris, do we win the division? Denver's one game back. And I can't say with any confidence we win another game. Uh, Jess, you know, as Matt's been saying, man, like they're probably going to win out. Um, they make so many boneheaded mistakes they could technically lose to any NFL team. Um, but Denver has a really, really poor AFC record. And the Chiefs, even after this loss, have a good one. And that would be the tiebreaker because they split the the series. So even if they were to somehow finish with the same record, which I don't think that they will, the Chiefs should be okay there. Uh, what do you think about this one, Verderam? Uh, J-N-K-Z-E. So the Chiefs miss Tyree Kill. The Chiefs miss... Uh, is is not as great as the Chiefs missing Juju Smith-Schuster. I think I'm reading that right. Uh, no, I think they missed Tyreek Hill a little bit more. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster. But I mean, I, I honestly, God, I think they do the Tyreek Hill trade again because it built their entire defense. I mean, they just look. It happens. Like they miscalculated these receivers, and you're to a point where there's no fixing it. I mean, I mean, obviously, this whole season they can fix it, but like during the season, you're not fixing it. That's it. And, you know, but I, I do sit there and, like, why is Rasheed Rice not on the field on fourth down? Where is he? It's just staggering to me. I mean, the, only the Chiefs would be like, you know what? He's the only receiver who's worth a damn on this entire roster. But, hey, let's put him on the sideline 
and let's watch a bunch of guys. I mean, Mahomes threw that ball between four guys who I didn't think knew the balls in the air. Like, that that's it, man. That's it. That is them in a nutshell. It's just no rhythm, no idea why everything's happening. Like just and then look, hey, listen, if you can blame the officials after the game, that's a good, you know, it's, it's good work if you can get it. So you're just gonna sit there and blame everybody else and whine and cry about it instead of looking and saying, Oh, yeah, you know, we we screwed up. They won't do it because they just don't want to do it. And they made that very clear. And here's a great one from from former NFL referee Gene Steratore. When officiating the line of scrimmage, general philosophy is not to be overly technical and split hairs over very minor infractions, such as a receiver's hand slightly breaking the line of scrimmage. However, when an infraction is so egregious and obvious, a flag has to be thrown. Kadarius Tony is blatantly, he bolded this, lined up offsides and in the neutral zone. You rarely see an offsides penalty on offense, but there is, uh, but that is not because this because this play in Buffalo, Kansas City, isn't a foul and in, in bold. It is because a receiver rarely lines up offsides. So you want to blame the refs? Great, have fun with that. The reason you lost is Kadarius Tony made such a monumental, idiotic error that it almost never happens, and that's why people are so shocked by it. Um, and I knew as soon as. As soon as the play, as soon as they snapped the ball, I never even celebrated the touchdown because I saw the flag fly up. And you know when a, when a uh, when you don't see anybody move on the defensive line, when the ball snaps and a flag's going up like that, it's because it's because of some procedural penalty on the offense. Either they you know they're in a legal formation if, or something like that. If you want to sit there and argue about that play, because I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a play, I'm looking at the snapshot of this right now. Right before the snap. The only argument, because Tony, Tony's so far up, he's literally past Creed Humphrey. Okay? He's past Creed Humphrey. If you want to be generous, he's dead even with him. And on the other side of the ball is Rasheed Rice, who is lined up at the 50-yard line, not the 49-yard line. He is lined up correctly. Okay? The yard out. The argument for this, which still would have offset the play, for the record, would not have made it a touchdown. Von Miller's helmet is at the same point to Canarius Tony's. Like their face masks are right down the line. So you want to throw a flag on Von Miller? Fine. Fine. Now, again, it still erases the play. Like a play still wouldn't have happened. So it's not like the Chiefs get a touchdown out of it. I just think at some point, man, like you just, you're missing the point and you're missing the message if you're not willing to look within yourself and go, hey, we're the problem. We're the problem. Right? Like, to sit there like a bunch of losers and just blame the officials over and over. I mean, look, let's call it what it is, guys. This is any other team in the league, and they lost to the Chiefs that way. You'd be killing them. Oh, the, you know, they have no – I mean, can you imagine if that – let's say the Bills lost like that, right? And Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs were going out of their minds and scrolling through everybody in here would be like, oh, they're just a bunch of whiners. I can't believe oh, – you know, they should just own it, blah, 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 blah. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I'd say the same thing about them if they were doing it. Like, sometimes you got to just own it. They have been a tire fire offensively in a variety of areas all year long. They have lost every one of their losses, save for kind of sort of the Green Bay game. They've they've been all been self-inflicted. They just beat themselves. And this was no different. It sure wasn't. We got some more Super Chats we got to get to here. Uh, Richard straightened me out. Sorry, everybody. Wiley Possum. In a game of inches, Kansas City continues to be on the wrong side of those inches this season. Execution is killing this offense over and over. Turnovers and penalties are the how and the why. Absolutely agree. Daniel, appreciate you for the super chat. I feel their season is the t- I feel their season is the 2021 AFC Championship on repeat. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a really interesting point. Yeah, well, that's a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Aaron says the Pats game will be much closer than you think. You can never count Belichick out of coming up with some kind of crazy defensive game plan, but that team can't score. If he figures out a way to score against his Chiefs defense, then they probably deserve to win, um, but I don't think it's going to happen. Billy D uh, with a super chat, no comment, appreciate you. 19 EHF, every Chiefs player on offense needs to look in the mirror and say, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, anti-hero by Swift, please please bench Jawan. Heat's turning up on Jawan Taylor a little bit. Billy D comes back and says, uh, what was said between Jones and Colin? 
I don't know, man. I think it was just typical, you yeah, know. I don't think that's a big deal. Yeah. Colin probably got into him for something. He he was coaching him, and Chris Jones was emotional and mad, and they they went at it, kind of like Tony said on the broadcast. That that's going to happen, and at least people care, which is which at least on the defense side of the ball. Wiley Posman says, "Come on, Villa fans, players aren't making plays. Full stop." Why receiver coach Nagy even read not the issue. Uh, they've all won before with better execution from players. And that's it. It's execution. I mean, they should take down every sign in that locker room and just replace them with ones that say execution and Bill Belichick's favorite, do your job. That's all they should be talking about to these guys. If they spend a minute this week talking about the officials after tonight, after they're done blowing off their steam, uh, they may not win out. Um Let's get to it. We've got more Super Chats, but let's get to one silver lining here. And uh, that's Rasheed Rice. Seems like he's he's actually a wide receiver one uh, or at least a wide receiver two um, in the future for this team. Uh, what, what do you have to say about his performance today? Yeah, he's a good player. I think at some point he'll have a thousand yards. Um, he's been excellent. You know, she could hold on to the football. Can't stop fumbling and dropping it, but he's been excellent when he does hold on to the football. Um, how he's not in on fourth down is just inexcusable to me. Like, I, I just can't even fathom why he's not in on fourth down. What, to get another look at MBS? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I, I don't know, man. I got nothing. I mean, yeah, Rice is a very good player. And I think he's going to be an excellent player. I think it's Pro Bowl upside, but. I, I don't know where you go with this team. I, I just don't. I mean, it, it is just – I'm trying to think, like, without being hyperbolic, like, really think about it. This is the worst – like, not the worst team. The worst football they've played in what? It's got to be Andy Reid's tenure, right? I mean, the, the teams – there have been worse teams than this team, obviously. But in terms of, like, just executing to their level, to their ability, it's got to be what? It's got to be the worst team he's ever coached, right? In, the, in that, that aspect, it was that one season they started one and five, and they just one couldn't do team. anything right. But yeah, I, especially with the amount of talent that they have, you know, some of the talent they have on the offensive line and Kelsey on the offensive side of the ball, like there's just the lack of discipline and execution. I don't like. I don't know what it is, man. Like I don't know if they're starting to tune Andy out or they're feeling themselves because they won a Super Bowl last year. I was always a little bit worried about all those young guys that they had, you know, winning a Super Bowl in their first season. But it hasn't it hasn't changed their play on the defensive side of the ball. Those guys are executing. They're not making horrible mistakes. They're not jumping off sides all the time. They're not drawing a bunch of pass interference penalties. They're playing great. Um, and so, you know, I, I I would I would think that what needs to happen here on the offensive side of the ball is that this week, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey lock those guys in a room and talk about it. And I don't know how much those players only meetings help or hurt a team, but at least them complaining about the refs, while I think that the emotion is directed in the wrong direction, at least they're pissed off. That's step one is actually giving a shit and not just assuming that you're going to go out there and win every time and find a way to come back. You can come out and take a first quarter off every week and come back and win because you're the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, yeah, but like to me, I I agree with you kind of, but also like you're mad, but you're mad at all the wrong things. You're mad and you sound like a bunch of losers and they're not losers. They're, they're two-time Super Bowl champs over the last four years. So they're not losers. That's what's disappointing. If they were losers, you'd be like, all right, I get it. Of course, that's what they're complaining about. They're not losers. They're a dynastic football team. And they have just absolutely beaten themselves over and over and over. And so I, I honestly forget who it was in the chat, so forgive me. But, like, there was somebody who said, well, there's nobody better than this team in the NFL. Yeah, man, there is. The 49ers are better than this team. Like, and it's not and it's not particularly close. Now, you want to argue the Chiefs could beat anybody else? That's fine. I'll hear that. That's And you're, you're not wrong. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Miami. They could beat Baltimore. Not arguing that. They obviously could beat Buffalo. Okay? No one's arguing that. I'm not, I'm not here to argue that. My point is, if you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, or let's even just say get there. Okay? Let's say get to the Super Bowl. You think 
that they're going to play, in all likelihood, three consecutive quality games. You think they're doing that? I mean, have you seen this team? Now, you could say, well, they won six in a row in the year. They've won four. They've lost four of the last six. And it's getting worse. I mean, they are a train wreck. It is. Do you know in 13 games this year, they've had two without a without a turnover? Two. The Vikings game, the Raiders game. Yeah. The, I mean, you don't think at some point this is coming home to roost in a playoff game? I mean, you don't think the drops and the penalties. Look, I love to be wrong. I'm first one, just throw my hand up and say, hey. I hope they go out in the playoffs and they play to their absolute maximum capability. And by the way, if they do that, yeah, they could beat anybody. The problem is they don't do it. I mean, if you're really honest with yourself, put the Bears game aside for a minute, okay? Because the Bears are, well, actually they're playing better, but we're awful. Which game would you point to and say it was the best game they've played this year? And to add to that, whatever game that was, would you say they played their A game? I mean, it have to be the Bears game. Did you see? Well, I'm put that aside. Put the Bears game aside. Miami. I, and I'm with you. I, that yeah. would be my game. Did they play an A game that day? No way. No, no. The it's 42 yards in the second half. Like, yeah. it's a joke. It's insane. Yeah. They play They play a quarter, then they don't. Then they play a drive, then they take two off. I mean, you could argue the defense has played complete games. The offense has just been offensive. There is nothing with this offense you can hang your hat on. Nothing. You have no confidence in them to ever to actually score points. And frankly, like, I'm sick and tired of people being like, well, they're really good on third down, and they move the ball a ton. That's great. They don't score. They don't score points. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like saying I own a Corvette, and it's, it's a metallic blue, and it's, it's a classic year. And and the and the engine is perfectly restored. Like that sounds awesome, man. You ever take it out for a spin? Well, it doesn't have an engine. But other than that, but it looks great. It looks great. Like if you if you, I open my garage, the car looks like it's worth 150k, and and people stop and take pictures. But it just can't. It can't drive. It has no engine. I mean, but but if you just want to take a picture of it, it's gorgeous. That's the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs on offense. Yeah. Yeah, is there? You know, do you think there'll be any uh, any message sending from Brett Veach in in a situation like a letter where, to the officiating? <laughs> no, I mean like cutting. What's the only message coming out of Kansas City? You know, like cutting somebody. Do I know it's a drastic thing, and I don't think it's a style, but you just wonder like, do you cut Kadarius Tony? You know, and just be like, that's it. Like this is you, you know, know. Hey man, I, I don't hate it, but I don't think they'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because people got to know, like, that's, you know, and I'm, I'm sure Andy, he's too talented with the ball in his hand and you're trying to win and like, you know, but at some point a message is going to be sent and, and, and it's not going to be this year. It's going to be in the off season and the off season. I think all bets are off uh, as far as the receivers go. Let's get to a few more super chats on the money. It is what it is. The refs uh, call the ref, ref calls have been questionable all year, but the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot. Agreed. And Tungsten, appreciate you. I'm not saying Nagy is the issue. It's 100% on the players not executing. Just wondering if you thought EB brings us accountability more than Nagy. You know, it's it's even really hard for us to know because we're not there. Like we, you know, you see EB on the sidelines and you hear some stories, and I haven't heard any stories about Nagy holding people accountable. But just because I haven't heard stories about it doesn't mean that it's not actually happening. And I think that sometimes where we run into trouble when we try to criticize coaches for things that aren't readily apparent, you know, like bad play calling or poor game plans and things like that. Like, we don't know what they're saying to these guys. We don't know how they're working them through drills. Like, you don't know. You don't. Connor Embry could be the greatest wide receiver coach of all time. The fact that these guys don't execute and can't catch the ball and don't know where to line up and don't run routes properly. What's he supposed You can only do so much. Um, you know, I could sit down uh, when I got to sat down with Stephen Hawking when he was alive. And he could have tried to talk to me about astrophysics and I still wouldn't have been able to understand it or get it. It doesn't mean he's a bad teacher. I'm just not very bright. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, so it, it, is there now look before we get out of here at times in the past? I'm thinking about the, the 2021 year. By the way, nothing to interrupt you in what has to be the greatest moment of irony. 
in the history of the Chiefs franchise. During Chris Jones's press conference, the ceiling literally fell on the reporters. On the reporters? Mm-hmm. Is anybody okay? Uh, yes, everybody's fine. Apparently. Good lord. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, if that if that doesn't just sum it up, man. Yep, it sure does. There you uh, go. Okay, so I'm thinking about 2021. They looked horrid, horrid on offense at the middle point of the season. They had a really poor record. They, I don't, they didn't have a losing record, did they? Did they have a losing record? Yeah, they were, they were three and four. Yeah, so they were able to figure it out. The rest of that season, they won games. And they won, I mean, they won them ugly. They beat Jordan Love like 10 to 7 or something in his first NFL start. Like they were, you know, they were winning, but you didn't feel good about it. But they won ugly and then they got to the playoffs and they looked, you know, they, they were halfway from rolling straight back to the Super Bowl and maybe winning. Have you seen enough, though, this season that you completely count that scenario out or is it still possible? When you say the scenario, like what, what, they can go to the Super Bowl or they can go to the AFC title game? Or? That they can, that they can, you know, you mentioned these games, very winnable games at the end of the season, use these games to work on their execution. You know, they're going to start using Rasheed Rice more. I mean, he had 10 targets in this game. Mahomes is clearly like, fuck it, I'm going to this guy over and over and over again. Start to get into a rhythm. They start using McKinnon more. They get Pacheco back healthy. Bolton's back. Drew Tranquil comes back. They start winning. They stop making as many mistakes. Can they go on a run, or is it not possible with this group? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I let, Let's put it this way. I, I want to be fair. I, I don't think they're a team anybody would line up to want to see in a playoff game because the defense is really good. And it is still Patrick Mahomes, and it's still Travis Kelsey, and it's still Andy Reid. Like, I don't think – I don't think anybody's like, you know, it would be great like them in a playoff game. I think you'd much rather play some of these other teams. At the same point, in Mahomes' starting career, I've never had less faith in them at this point of the season. I mean, we could talk about like compared to like when they're three and four or something. This team is helpless. I mean, this team is just utterly helpless on offense. And I, if it was just one thing, and okay, you know, whatever, maybe you can make an adjustment. They can't do anything. I mean, they just it's turnovers, it's drops, it's penalties, it's all of it. And I think, I think, frankly, you're to a juncture where they're lashing out at the officials because they just know they don't have an answer. I really do. I think that's what it is. I think they just deep down they know like nothing we can do now. Like we're screwed. Like I, I there's just there's no help coming. There's no cavalry coming over the hill. Um, I think they just understand that, like it's just what it's going to be this year, and it's going to be a struggle and a slog, and you're going to have to be sitting there fighting your ass off every down. And, and I, I just, look, at some point, like, it's just you're asking so much every single week. and like They have no margin for error, and they have too many guys where all they do is make errors. So could they make a run? Yeah, like God knows they're, they're talented enough. Do I think they will? No, I don't. I'm with you. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like they're going to turn it around, but I'm just not betting against them because I've seen them. <laughs> usually, when I bet against them, I get a clown suit put on me, uh, and they prove me wrong. So, I, I I think I think they'll figure something out. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I, don't be surprised if they're in the AFC Championship game again. I, I I think they're good enough to beat the teams that they'll face in the wild card and divisional round get back to the AFC championship game. And then they just need to play one good game, which they're certainly capable of, but it sure looks dark. All right, everybody, we got to get out of here. Um, listen, uh, we're not going anywhere here at Arrowhead Addict. We're, we're going to go down with the ship. So thank you for hanging with us in the podcast. 
Make sure you head over to arrowheadaddict.com where Matt Connor and the gang over there are going to have all the fallout, all the breakdown, all the news, all the quotes, all the stuff that you need to catch up. Make sure you head over to sportsillustrated.com tonight, tomorrow, get their great coverage, get Matt's takes on not just the Chiefs game, but the whole landscape of the NFL where you can read him uh, pretty much on a daily basis over there. Thank you to all of our members. You guys have been absolutely incredible. Uh, We'll be having a member show on Thursday, so be sure to check that out. If you want to become a member of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast community, check out the link in the description. Special thanks to Matt Verderam for joining us for Sports Illustrated. Again, make sure you check out his work. Thank you to uh, our crew, Sterling Holmes and producer Richard for keeping us up late here. Uh, Go watch Sunday Night Football. Have a drink. Try to blow off some steam. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. And until then, as always, Go Chiefs. Chiefs.